This Dharma talk was recorded at Prairie Mountain Zen Center in Longmont, Colorado. Well, good evening again, everyone, and welcome to Prairie Mountain Zen Center. This is our fall 2023 class on Hehe Dogen's Genjo Koan, the first fascicle in his great Shobo Genzo, the treasury of the true Dharma Eye. And Genjo Koan is frequently translated as actualizing the fundamental point, always bringing us back to practice, opening into Zazen mind, into Zazen itself. So thank you to Jodo Cliff um, who, for encouraging our study and practice. Uh, this will be our wrap-up class, a sixth class in six. Last week we reflected on something is still missing, which is a central statement that comes in the middle of the fascicle. The assertion goes like this. When Dharma does not fill your whole body and mind, you think it is already sufficient. When Dharma fills your body and mind, you understand that something is missing. Together we explored how this is intended to encourage practice and study to encourage us to deeply engage the Buddha way, which as Dogen declares earlier in the fascicle, means to study the self. Much of the time in our human life, however, we think of this expression from the view of our limited or relative self. We think something is missing in ourselves, in the world, in our effort. Buddhist historian David Loy calls this the lack perspective. And it tends to pervade conventional, habituated human consciousness. Senior teacher at Tassahara Zen Center, Leslie James, observes that this sense that we are not enough, that we are not worthy or good enough, is perhaps the deepest and most pervasive human suffering. But Dogen's something is missing is different. It emerges out of practice, out of a recognition that comes from our deepening wisdom and understanding. When we first come to practice in Buddhism, as in many other religious or spiritual paths, it can appear as a great body of wisdom literature, all-encompassing. And by contrast, we ourselves may appear small and insignificant consumed with the desire to awaken from suffering, to find some sort of liberation. To address our tendencies in this way, Dogen provides the next passage in Genjo Koan. He states, When you sail out in a boat to the midst of an ocean where no land is in sight and view from the four directions, the ocean looks circular and does not look any other way. But the ocean is neither round nor square. Its features are infinite in variety. It is like a palace. It is like a jewel. It only looks circular as far as you can see at that time. All things are like this. As we observed in class five, here Dogen shows how our practice sails us over time into this oneness, into this experience of interbeing into the vastness 
of the ocean that looks circular, complete universal experience. The world with which we practice is infused, suffused with infinities. And it is also suffused with things that look a particular way, whether round or square, but are actually, despite how we perceive them, manifesting their infinite boundless natures. All things are like this, Dogen declares. So on one hand, Dogen points us to practice realization, opening into calm abiding like the moonlight in the water. And on the other, he wants us to realize our humble need to continue to practice at all moments, because our view, our understanding is limited. In the first case, we partake and manifest our boundlessness with all beings. In the second, we are always limited mortal beings struggling with limited understanding. This double instruction manifests the Mahayana role of the Bodhisattva, one who awakens yet vows to help others cross out of suffering via profound compassion and wisdom. So it is intimacy with our own relative limited self that engenders our profound compassion for both self and other. In this respect, it is logical that it is Avalokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva of compassion, who is the one who teaches Shariputra in the Heart Sutra. She instructs him in opening to see the emptiness of the five aggregates, to let go of our clinging, our sense of separation. In Genjo Khan, Dogen encourages practitioners to become intimate with self and other while remaining humble by sustaining our continuous practice. He goes on to write, though there are many features in the dusty world and the world beyond conditions, you see and understand only what your eye attractus can reach. In order to learn the nature of the myriad things, you must know that although they may look round or square, the other features of oceans and mountains are infinite in variety. Whole worlds are there. It is so not only around you, but also directly beneath your feet or in a drop of water. In this way, Dogen emphasizes how the most minute things are infinite in variety, including the humble earth directly beneath your feet. We must learn the nature of myriad things, going beyond our basic limited, habituated perception, that they may look round or square. Much of the time, we inhabit the dusty world, which is to say the world where it's difficult to see clearly, a world of delusion, ignorance, and our own limited ways of seeing and understanding. Right at the start of Genjo Koan, Dogen declares, those who have great realization of delusion are Buddhas. Through our practice, we awaken to the penetrating and thoroughgoing nature of human ignorance and delusion. We see sitting upright in Zazen how we see ourselves in separate, as separate, 
and the, the scope of suffering that results within each self and across relationships between humans, societies, and cultures. At the same time, Genjo Koan demonstrates the Buddha way by illuminating its simultaneous focus on individual awakening and its ongoing unfolding within the Sangha and community. Dogen writes, in order to learn the nature of the myriad things, you must know these other features are infinite in variety. It is so not only around you, but directly beneath your feet. A fish swims in the ocean, and no matter how far it swims, there is no end to the water. A bird flies in the sky, and no matter how far it flies, there is no end to the air. However, the fish and the bird have never left their elements. When their activity is large, their field is large. When their need is small, their field is small. Thus, each of them co totally covers its full range, and each of them totally experiences its realm. In this passage, Dogen stresses the study of the self, but also includes intimacy with all beings or the intimacy with our realm or our field, and to go beyond habituated reductive ways of perceiving the world through labels or simplistic concepts, round or square. So this is where Fukan Zengi, the earlier fascicle Dogen wrote, is essential. For he presents Dogen's universal recommendation for Zazen, starting with a quiet room is suitable. This simple statement encourages us to become grounded, to establish a stable and quiet environment in which we can conduct this study holistically and intensively in order to allow both the concentration of our focus, maybe watching our breath, but also the spacious equanimity to develop in body, heart, mind. In this way, we avoid our traditional habituated ways of being overrun and thoroughly caught in our habituated modes of seeing and perceiving, stuck in samsara. This passage illustrates the alchemy that Dogen's teaching directs us toward. We awaken to our intrinsic Buddha nature from within the small, limited relative self, like the fish, like the bird, sitting in Zazen, concentrated, grounded. We become completely intimate with our entire field. Each practitioner thereby experiences its realm. Simultaneously, we are aware of our smallness, our limited, imperfect view, which is illustrated by the metaphor of the boat sailing into the vast, infinite ocean. Again, Dogen states, when you sail out in a boat to the midst of an ocean where no land is in sight and view the four directions, which is to say all directions, the ocean looks circular and does not look any other way but the ocean is neither circular nor round, sorry, nor round nor square. Its features are infinite. To study the Buddha way is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. Our practice is to become intimate with this unfolding 
the study of body, heart, mind, this how the ceaseless and dynamic process is, in fact, the interbeing with all other body, heart, mind beings. You should, Dogen declares, therefore cease from practice based on intellectual understanding, pursuing words and following after speech, and learn the backward step that turns your light inwardly to illuminate yourself. Body and mind will drop away of themselves and your original face will be manifest, which is to say, non-separate, state of inner being. So while each seemingly separate being is like the bird, like the fish, their activity is large and their field is large. Their need is small, their field is small. Dogen concludes this part of the fastball declaring practice, enlightenment, and people are like this. Now, if a bird or fish tries to reach the end of its element before moving in it, which is to say before becoming intimate with it in all its aspects, this bird or this fish will not find its way or its place. And here Dogen comes to the heart of his fascicle. When you find your place where you are, practice occurs, actualizing the fundamental point. Again, this brings us right back to our Zazen. We can only be here and now, this place, this moment. When you find your place where you are, intimate body, heart, mind, sensations, feelings, thoughts, mind states, our practice occurs. Suzuki Roshi declares not knowing is most intimate from the old Dijang, Fayan, Koan, not knowing is most intimate. This not knowing sits at the center of our practice enlightenment, where we unfold our interbeing moment by moment with self and other, which is to say our awakening goes beyond our intellectualizing or thinking about it, our knowing of it. The fundamental point is practice awakening, this Zazen mind opening the hand of thought moment-by-moment manifestation of turning the light inwards to study the self, which allows our intimate wisdom insight to see the emptiness of any abiding separate self, which opens us into compassion for all the suffering that the delusion of separation creates. Near the end of the fascicle, Dogen declares a series of emphatic insights. When you find your way at this moment, practice occurs, actualizing the fundamental point. For the way, the place, is neither large nor small, neither yours nor others. The place, the way, has not carried over from the past, and it is not merely arising now. Accordingly, in the practice enlightenment of the Buddha way, meeting one thing is mastering it. Doing one practice is practicing completely. Here is the place. Here the way unfolds. The boundary of realization is not distinct, for the realization comes forth simultaneously with mastery of Buddha Dharma. Do not suppose that what you realize becomes your knowledge and is grasped by your consciousness. Although actualized immediately, the inconceivable, 
may not be distinctly apparent. Its appearance is beyond your knowledge. So only this moment, here and now, can we manifest practice, the Buddha way, the Bodhisattva path. Yet it goes beyond personal possession, as in, I have it, I get it, I got it. It goes beyond this, just as interbeing goes beyond self and other. Yes, we must find our way right at this moment and open into meeting one thing, this breath, this moment. As the Mahayana Bodhisattva vows express, we must open into continuous practice, manifesting practice enlightenment for all beings. Moreover, Dogen helps us understand what goes beyond intellectual understanding or discriminative thinking. Do not suppose that what you realize becomes your knowledge and is grasped by your consciousness. To illustrate this point completely and to conclude Genjo Koan with what may be an ideal demonstration, Dogen tells one more ancestral story. This one of Zen Master Baoche of Mount Mayu. Here is the passage. Zen Master Baoche of Mount Mayu was fanning himself. A monk approached and said, Master, the nature of wind is permanent, and there is no place it does not reach. Why then do you fan yourself? Although you understand that the nature of wind is permanent, Baoche replied, you do not understand the nature, the meaning of its reaching everywhere. What is the meaning of its reaching everywhere? Asked the monk again. The master just kept fanning himself. The monk bowed deeply. The actualization of the Buddha Dharma, the vital path of its correct transmission, is like this. Dogen declares, if you say that you do not need to fan yourself, because the nature of wind is permanent and you can have wind without fanning, you will understand neither permanence nor the nature of wind. The nature of wind is permanent. Because of that, the wind of the Buddha's house brings forth the gold of the earth and makes fragrant the cream of the long river. So fittingly, the most salient instruction here is completely silent. A simple repeated waving of the fan in the master's hand. And as in so many koans and ancestral stories, the monk is confused and disturbed and brings forth the nature of his mind by asking a question using words and speech. Master, why then do you fan yourself? Bauche clarifies generously. Although you understand the nature of wind is permanent, you do not understand the nature of its reaching everywhere. And characteristically, the monk brings forth a follow-up clarifying question. What is the nature of its reaching everywhere? And Bauche just keeps fanning himself. The monk bows at last in understanding. You see and understand only what your eye of practice can reach. This assertion sits at the center of Dogen's instruction, at the center of our Zen practice. At the same time, as Dogen clarifies in the earlier Fukan Zazengi, if the least like or dislike arises, the mind is lost in confusion. 
If there is the slightest discrepancy, the way is as distant as heaven from earth. It is an intimate, essential part of our practice to see and understand this point, down to the bone. The boundless compassion of Avalokiteshvara opens in our heart when we see and intimately touch our own bottomless desire, aversion, and delusion, and how in each moment a least like or dislike can arise, clouding our mind, which is now lost in confusion. But opening in our practice way through Zazen, in a quiet room, quiet within ourselves, our eye of practice opens and manifests again and again, supporting us in practice enlightenment, helping all beings to cross over out of suffering. And in this way, we manifest the wind of the Buddha's house, bringing forth the gold of the earth, making fragrant the cream of the long river. Thank you. You've been listening to a Dharma talk from Prairie Mountain Zen Center in Longmont, Colorado. To learn more about us or to make a donation, visit us at prairiemountain.org.